Okay. Ah, oh, Venerable, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, wonderful. Well, I turn it over to you. Well, I first wish to open this with a prayer that the wisdom potential within each and every one flourishes and grows and comes forth as ever more skillful methods of joyful activity. Where there have been tears, may they be wiped away as we recall our relationship with the vast fields of wonder and beauty. We have the ability to manifest and vision a world of balance when we remember that our heart beats with the pulse of the earth and the sky. May all beings benefit from our conversation, our thought, our time together tonight. Well, some of the thoughts are fully engaging awakened transformation. Intelligently activate the energy of transmutation. Change for ease and grace. Awaken transformation, a leading tone into your inseparable awareness from your natural state. That which I aspire to, I actually am, as concepts of separation fall away. I will do a short reading from a text called Native Science, Natural Laws of Interdependence by Gregory Kajete, published by Clearlight Publishers, Santa Fe, New Mexico, published in the year 2000. A few words on transformation. Thinking, the highest thought. The indigenous goal of living a good life is sometimes referred to by Native American people as striving to always think the highest thought. This metaphor refers to the framework of a sophisticated epistemology of community-based spiritual education in which the community and its traditions form the primary support for its way of life and quality of thinking. Thinking the highest thought means thinking of oneself, one's community, and one's environment, a spiritual mindset in which one thinks in the highest, most respectful, and most compassionate way, thus systematically influencing the actions of both individuals and community. It is a way to manifest a good life, respectful and spiritual life, and a awareness of dynamic wholeness. Thus, the community becomes a center and context for learning how to live spiritually. In a sense, we are part of an electronic community, people who are woven together by the intention to actualize wisdom and skill and to understand the patterns of our minds and how our thought, word, and action have given rise 
to appearances in this life. The first thought, how to transmute unhelpful concepts. Understand that what is unhelpful also is a key to unraveling what is helpful. There is nothing to run from. It is best to examine those energies that are expressed in nature that bring about right relationship. Just as the tree offers us air rooted in the earth, let each of us be rooted in the moment and understand that the thoughts that may arise in our lives, the thoughts that we think in our experiences, are also part of a dynamic dance that ultimately has arisen from a place of unity and balance and is replicated in the dance of the wave on the shore. As the wave makes its way to the shore, so do each of us as we explore our lives and experiences are making the way to the shore that is free from illusion. Transmuting unhelpful concepts with the mind, analyze. Does this thought of limitation, does it express the abundance of the universe? Is it congruent with the gift of the trees? well planted in the earth and offering us the sweet breeze of fresh air. Where there are thoughts that appear to hinder one's wisdom state, let us consider the ideal of awakened state. Perhaps it is the thought that one cannot accomplish. Replace it with the awareness that the seeds of the stars and the essence of the universe unfolding is also within each of us. Therefore, just as galaxies have energy to grow, we also have energy potential to transmute what appears as unhelpful concept. One unhelpful concept is also thinking that we are alone. Sometimes the experiences in life may not have supported the awareness of good relationships, and so one considers, what does the breeze bring to me? How am I gifted with the breath of life? Let me accept the blessing of the air, the light, and the water, and know in having these blessings, I am indeed worthy and part of this stream of unfolding awareness and wisdom. Apply the thought that is the antidote when feeling there is not enough. Consider those who have no home, who are wandering, or those who are suffering in war and give thanks that you have a place to sit, and from one hand to the other, offer food to those who are hungry. Perhaps you think there is nothing to offer than practice. 
offering into your hand beans. These beans are seeds of good cause. And I paw them from my hand and symbolically offer them that they become food for those who are hungry. And repeating this exercise many times, one begins to erase the thought form of not enough and become aware of the abundance of the universe. Generosity, it opens the door to our receiving and recognizing the boundless generative energy of the field in which we all live. How to cultivate the awareness of your awakened state? Again, it begins with our breath, the offering of the sea, the offering of the tree, nurturing our bodies, graced by the warmth of the sun. This light, it moves through us. How does it begin, this dance of life? It began with a wave, spiraling energies, magnetic attraction to those who become our parents, and we find our way according to our calling into the family, into the place where our wisdom potential may grow and what we may offer to others is also made apparent in the situation of our family of origin. The awakened state, it is that direct awareness of things as they are. The aha moments, like when you learn to ride a two-wheel bike. Aha, first it was requiring training wheels. Aha, I find the balance. And now I recognize my balance as I roll through the field. The field of potential. We are each riding the vehicle of our mind's body. And this mind body, a wondrous gift, appearing momentarily as a separate individual. And as we individuate, we become more aware of our connection with the vastness of the universe. Many years ago, I had the opportunity to visit a very special tribe of people, the Bribri, in Costa Rica, and in their sacred meeting place, they have wrapped, spiraling down from the center of the peak of that cone-like roof, a rope that spirals down, and that rope is a reminder that we are ascending and descending. We are of heaven and of earth, and the ideal that is expressed in the ideal realms also is reflected upon the earth. When we choose to cultivate a view of relationship with the environment, with one another, and an understanding of the power of our thoughts, 
Thus we are impelled to consider what is a good, what is not good. Good are those thoughts and those activities that enrich our family and clan and the joy of good relationship. It is our understanding and care for the land and one another, considering that the land is a base, a dance ground, on which we explore the multiple aspects of our human face, which is a reflection of the vastness of space. The stars that twinkle in the sky, that essence of the stars exists within each of us. With this understanding, we may activate lasting transformation of the forgetful thought that causes suffering, the forgetful thought that we are one in a field of luminous potential. To activate the lasting transformation, we purify our thought and our speech by considering the power of sound and its impact upon even our DNA. The cultural prayers that are offered in our many traditions, the prayers of appreciation, energize the remembrance that we are united in a field of accomplishment. The transformation is ongoing. There is no fixed state, no beginning nor end. All is an opportunity of exploration. Thought weaves the robes of our body and our thoughts and emotions also weave the appearances and the situations within our lives. To consider these thoughts as threads weaving the tapestry of our lives, we take care of that which we speak and do, understanding that ultimately all sound resolves into the ah of direct awareness, the ah from whence all teachings arise. So it is not outside of us that which we seek. It is all encoded in the appearance of each of us. The very dance of forms arising. It is an ongoing process. We understand from the moment we are born, we are getting older. And we also know that as we get older, we accept certain thoughts and think them to be real. The dance of transformation is to see the emptiness of those appearances and to know that the relationship of our speech and our thought contributes to the results arising. So people speak of intention. People make prayers of appreciation. Let us remember that we are one with a 
universal song. And this song, it gives cohesion to the potential that arises as the world of form. When we come and are birthed upon the earth, we are called here by a sound and the seed thoughts of our mind continuum that wish to explore the potential that is our mind. The appearances that arise, momentarily they appear. No one moment can be held onto this appearances of continuous change. Emotionally, we may have patterns that are held on to. We may hold on to being the youngest child, the oldest child. Ultimately, we understand we are part of this vast field. We are beings in a dance in relationship with family, clan, nation, the land, all beings. This can be reminded to us by just observing the cycles of the moon. During the new moon time, such as tonight, one may set prayers into motion, prayers of appreciation, prayers that I shall accomplish that which I've come here for. May the great wisdom potential that is within, may it flourish and grow, and in every moment may I recognize every being as my relative. Ignorance, it is our forgetfulness, and it becomes the basis of molding the pot that we call our body and the relationships we have. This, we can say, is the karmic connection that arises out of the mind's potential, seeking to recall its natural emptiness. Consciousness, we're looking out of the window, looking at the openness of the sky. Name and form, we name it, we think it is real. The perceptual experiences of comfort, like, dislike, become more like an anchor in exploring the field. Contact, sense, awareness, more deeply weaving our incarnation, feeling this is comfortable, this is not, weaving the dream grasping for what is comfortable, making one more intoxicated, adopting the appearance as real, enjoying it, becoming, being born, giving life understanding that one is continually giving birth to the appearances around us through the projection of our mind. And life, it appears to end. 
yet there is something of the mind's continuum that is reborn. And over time it grows old, it is appearing as a dead corpse, and ultimately one may erase the ignorance and see beyond the window, beyond concept, the open space of our natural wisdom. Clear light wisdom, energy potential, this is the field in which we move the dream. Some may call it a hologram. It is projected by our minds and emotions. And as such, it is not separate from wisdom. It is not separate from the clear light. When we observe good relations, when we live with a code of ethics and morality, we understand, ah, this is the way the universe is woven. Through kind words, I energize kind and awakened action. Through clear vision, I see the path of good relationship. Through understanding that we are connected, I take care to cause no harm, to see another and the light in their eye, and to know that the same stardust that illuminates space illuminates each of us, also sweeps away the concepts of separation. The fibers of thought, the fibers of consciousness, in a sense we can perceive a conscious field as a group mind. It is the dream that holds earth together, the human condition. And this experience of the human condition, it is arising from energy potential of the vastness of space. When we examine the idea of I, well, who, who am I? I am daughter of, son of, sister, brother of. And we see that we are related with many other beings. To understand our interconnected relationship is a step towards recognizing that we are dreamers together. To awaken within the dream is to see, aha, that person over there is not different from this person sitting here, born of a woman exploring, learning to walk, learning to talk, that being is not different from this being I think is myself. What unites us as human beings is certainly living upon the earth and 
more importantly, it is the power of our minds to co-create and energize appearances that arise. Let us energize the transformation of confusion and or appearance of aggression within our own heart. Let us look at the threads of our emotions and see that ultimately they can reveal awakened states. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Right now it's happening within the heart of each of us. This great dance, this great transmutation. At this time, our planet, our dance ground, is being shaken by waves of a new song coming from the heart of our galaxy, quickening our sun, even retuning the core of the earth. Our hearts also resonate with this song. What does it mean to be awakening within the dream? Each of us has an answer. It is to simply know that we are connected and that we may offer that which appeared as a hindrance to the fires of transmutation so the elixir of wisdom is revealed. So when having sorrow, offer that sorrow to the fire. Consider others who have nothing. May they find what they need. When the heart is feeding alone, when one is not sure what will be the next step. Understand that putting one foot in front of the other will get you somewhere. Where do you want to go? What is the ideal that you aspire to? Attention upon that ideal and willingness to sweep away from one's own mind and speech the dust of confusion reveals the ember of wisdom hidden within each situation. How do you effectively energize the ideal, which is your natural state? On a simple level, you hold the thought in mind that this I shall accomplish for the benefit of family, clan, all beings, I will understand the nature of my heart and mind, and I will tame the appearance of ignorance so that the wisdom hidden within all situations is revealed. How to access and reveal your natural clarity contemplation, meditation, appreciation for the gift of life. Contemplate your breath and the connection with the trees 
and know that you might even inhale an atom that was once exhaled, argon exhaled by great teachers of the past. Thus the wisdom that appears to have been found long ago is continuously accessible in this moment. In this moment, we are generating tomorrow and past, present, and future occur right now. Consider all those who have been your parents. Exploring your own heart, experience the wisdom of each great great grandparent's heart. What was learned? Are they separate from us? Certainly not, because their echoes and their wisdom live within us. And what we consider the future? Is it somewhere out there? It is happening here, right now, in our hearts, through the spiraling magnetic field. We are generating waves that reveal futures arising. In the now, the past and the present are revealed. For a moment, let us contemplate spiraling magnetic fields around our heart. Consider those spiraling energies as an echo of universes arising. Consider those spiraling energies as direct access to the wisdom and the skill to manifest that awakened state in the now. What is your ideal? of an awakened being. You can conceive of that awakened being, therefore you may realize that awakened being. For a moment, what is your ideal? Contemplate, consider this. When you can conceive of the ideal, it becomes like a magnet, revealing the ideal within yourself. You access and reveal your natural clarity by observing the light, sitting quietly, observing your breath, observing nature, neither adding thoughts nor taking thoughts away, 
observing the dance of appearances arising as you would clouds moving across the sky. In this way, we may train our body-mind to see things as they are and know that it is a wondrous dream we participate in. And the geometric image we consider is the heptagon. It is a seven-sided form, and it is also the shape of the Cherokee Council House. And this heptagon, it is constantly moving. It is shifting yet into other forms, like the leading tone in music. As you move from one key to another, we also are moving into a key of awakened jubilation, great luminosity, understanding that the dream we've created, the idea of the hologram, is projected through each of us and that we sweep away the hypnotic view and recall that we are one in the dance of life. When contemplating these exercises, the amethyst is the stone and symbol of transformation, removing the poisons of ignorance, transforming, through the energy of the purple color, those quick, short waves quicken the pituitary and the penile, awakening the wisdom eye and removing the intoxication of sleep. How wonderful and precious it is, this gift of life. Our DNA is being awakened with a new song. Our wisdom nature is being revealed. Just as there are rules of grammar, there is also a grammar in our DNA. What appeared as junk DNA awakens when we affirm and commit to actualizing our wisdom potential. And you can read more about this, the language of the DNA, uh, by looking up the Russian biophysicist and molecular biologist Pyotr Garjajev. P-J-O-T-R-G-A-R-J-A-J-E-V. They've explored the vibrational behavior of DNA. It makes it even more clear to each of us the importance of our speech and thought. 
in manifesting what we wish to accomplish to live as awakened and dignified, loving human beings aware that our natural state is luminosity. How wonderful. So this concludes the lecture part of our conversation. And uh, now we can have a conversation based on your questions that relate to this short talk. Thank you, Venerable. And so we're opening up to questions. You can type them in, and you can also raise your hand if you are listening on the phone or on Skype. Raise your hand with a star two to ask Venerable a question. And while we're waiting for those questions to come forth, I have uh, you've sparked many questions in me. And you you spoke about how everything is encoded within us. So what is the simplest way for us on a day-to-day basis to access the highest possibility of that potential that's encoded within us? To access that highest potential that is within each of us, it is wise to contemplate the ideal of an awakened being and to see oneself as not separate from that awakened being. Okay, we've got someone on Skype with a raised hand here in Bakersfield. I'm going to unmute you there. Go ahead. On Skype. We've got you unmuted, so... Well, I'm going to leave you unmuted... Uh, Actually, I'm going to mute you out, and you can raise your hand again. We've got someone in Marblehead, Mass. Go ahead. Hi, this is Anne. Hi, Anne. I'm calling. Hello. Um, This vibrational intensity that is occurring now, um, I have found it, and many other people have found it, very hard to sleep. Um, we're feeling very activated, um, whether that turns into anxiety or whether that turns into, you know, a, a lot of a good act, positive activity. But do you have any advice for um, grounding this energy and actually being able to go to sleep? Yes, most importantly, to be uh, physically active, to make a at least an hour a day of physical activity uh, to drink pure water and to dedicate as you awaken the day to accomplishing particular things for the benefit of family, clan, all beings. Okay. Thank you. 
And Anne, would you uh, lead us in the long life prayer at the end? Of course I will. I'd be happy Oh, wonderful. To. Thank you. So star two, if anybody would like to raise their hand. And uh, you can also type in a question. Okay, Skype users trying again. Go ahead, you're unmuted. Mm. They just dropped off. Well, perhaps they'll come back. Star two to anyone on the line wants to raise their hand, or you can type in a question online. Well, I have a question while we're waiting, and that is you mentioned uh, a couple of times about being in the intoxication of sleep. And uh, to me, I, I think of that as uh, sleeping while you're awake, sleepwalking through your life. And what I wondered if you could speak about is, is it possible to become intoxicated with comfort or distracted by comfort? You oh, mentioned yes. cra- craving comfort. I wonder if you could speak to how would we recognize if that's something that's going on with us and then what to do about it well certainly the human being and every living being wants to have a a safe place to live healthy food pure water and good relationships Uh, that is a, a wondrous part of the exploration the Sleep appears when we uh, feel the things we are doing are more important than our being. For example, we can uh, work very diligently to accomplish something, yet we may ignore our loved ones or not even notice the gems that are right in front of us because we're distracted by our doing. And certainly, uh, living in North America, most of us living who are on this phone call uh, are living in places where we can feel comfortable and that comfort at a certain point, can be a chain that holds one in a cycle of repetition. At some point, a dissatisfaction arises when we understand there is more. Like when you are a young person, you're comfortable in your parents' home. And after a time, there is a discomfort because there is the urge to explore and to manifest your gift and to shape your environment. In the same way as we are um, spiritually awakening, there is a dissatisfaction that arises. Uh, It is not enough to have all the toys. 
if there is no one with whom to play. It is not enough. All the things we've read and studied, if we have not experienced them. And this dissatisfaction very often becomes the basis of liberation. Aha, there's more going on. So how do you um, not be hypnotized by the comforts of the world? Recognize how fleeting they are. Venerable, I, I want to ask a follow-up question to that because somebody recently said to me that they were challenged to invest more time in just being in their spiritual practice, making prayers, meditating, that kind of thing. They said they were aware that they felt that they didn't have time for that, but they did manage to make time to watch uh all the seasons of a particular TV show, or I hear people say, but I do manage to make time to spend an hour on Facebook a day. So we've we've all had that kind of experience in our lives. And uh, when we allow it to continue, then there's a guilt that builds up and a sense of shame, and all of these things can start to pile on. And uh, it seems like the simplest thing is just to actually do some practice or do something differently. But sometimes that just seems somehow impossible. I'm wondering, what what would you recommend in that situation? Because it uh, seems a similar. <laughs> a portioning time. So the think of your five fingers. So the thumb... It belongs to your spiritual relationship and practice. And uh, that is your core relationship. You've arisen uh, through the grace of this great field of potential. And your body-mind has a relationship with that field. And so that is the first uh, fifth of your day, giving thanks, listening, observing, and from that quiet time, many creative insights arrive that you can then apply into your life and your activity and uh, benefit many others. Um, just as we know uh, to keep our teeth healthy, it is wise to floss. It is also wise to make time first for that spiritual relationship. Or just to understand who you are and why you're here and what are your gifts. Yeah, it is seductive. The distractions are certainly... Uh, appearing to be appealing, and they even seem important. And when you are not so sure of who you are because you are so busy uh, 
responding, then a subtle anxiety arises. And so one can go to a doctor and have therapy and maybe even take pills, yet the real hunger is for understanding who you are. So you you make a schedule. I will for 20 minutes. You start small. Just observe my breath. I'll light a candle, observe my breath, and I will think of all I am thankful for. And then at the end of the day, hmm, did I speak from the heart? Did my words engender understanding and reveal our creative potential to accomplishment? And if they did not, I take note and make correction before I go to sleep. So it does not remain uh, a deep strand in my mental continuum. Thank you so much. And we have uh, Barry Roth has written in a question, and he says, Venerable, thank you for holding the form. How do you notice the experience changes over the years? Uh, And also, do you notice, and how do you notice the experience changes over the years? Uh, my personal changes or changes in the field? Um, well, he says, thank you for holding the form. Do you notice the experience, I, I think he means, of holding the form changes over the years? I certainly notice that the the more I acknowledge the wisdom potential in other people, the more they recognize it within themselves. And by observing another person and seeing their potential, seeing them as uh, awakened, skillful, loving human beings and addressing that wisdom being, I've seen people who didn't want to live realize they had much to live for and much to share. And and that goes back to an old Indian way of looking at the world. Basically, you want to energize the best because we understand our thought is shaping the result. And it appears that more people understand this. And certainly we see in the scientific community through studies on the impact of consciousness or thought upon DNA. Tests have been done uh, where samples of DNA have been uh, bombarded with positive thought and others with negative thought. And you see... 
different results. And those who explore the nature of the cosmos also acknowledge there is an intelligence and that we are all part of this intelligence. So the the mystic recognizes the potential of the fields being expressed in the myriad individuals all reawakening or recalling their natural wisdom state. So the more I and others observe what unifies us, the more the illusions that are uh, thought forms of separation are dissolved into skillful methods that do reconcile the appearance of difference and guide us to a shore that is free from the rough waves of confusion. Uh, like the school teacher who sees the students as bright, they are bright. The school teacher who thinks some student is not so good also through the field of consciousness has an impact on that child's view and performance. And so that's something uh, small communities who live together understand uh, through direct experience the importance of energizing the best within one another. So then we look at uh, beyond the family and a small community when we are looking uh, at the international level. Also, at some point, that medicine has a benefit. We may think, how can it be when there are such diverse philosophical views and concepts of my land, your land, my water, your water. Um, as we understand our connection and that ultimately for the stability of what we think is I, we do find pathways of resolution, albeit uh, they may take longer than we wish in the realm of time and space, uh, dissonance has an ugly face, and it, it's like the machine of war, and ultimately the dissonance of the song resolves into uh, a melodic pastoral uh, resolution. So even in what is appearing as conflict, when we see there is an 
antidote to that behavior and we apply that antidote um, in our own consciousness through resonance coupling like a bell ringing uh, changes occur. And I would say one of the best examples of that is how some laws have been changed in in this land. Um, in the past, it was acceptable uh, to beat children and wives. Uh, it was even coded that as long as the stick is smaller than your pinky, it is appropriate. Well, many of those who were beaten later became attorneys and judges and understood deeply the roots of violence and the harm caused, and they contributed to changing laws. So that's a, a larger example of an energized view that was once accepted uh, and the dissonance of it seeking a path to resolution. And certainly as a human family, we have much more to do because very often we think our view, our religion, our this, our that is the only way and the the leap for us in the human family is to cease being manipulated by the thought forms of aggression and greed. And so each time we notice in our own consciousness uh, an aggressive thought or to, a thought to cause harm and that we take note and make correction of that thought, we are also enhancing the learning in the entire field. As a teacher, I can say that uh, things that were taught, say, 40 years ago, people had such difficulty in grasping the concept or, say, in terms of a dance, even the movement. And many people practicing that dance, now someone sees it and the first time they understand it, and become uh, aware of movement within themselves. So, or it's like the two-year-old who can operate the computer. Knowledge does move through the field. Learned activity touches all of us. And to energize those pathways of community and those pathways of cooperation 
awakens everyone in the field. What do you do when you see people doing wrong? You can uh, stand back and say, or you can uh, gently uh, walk, how can I help you? And an example would be a young mother traveling with little kids and getting exasperated and uh, thinking maybe to to hit the child. And some other woman comes along and says, how can I help? I will hold one of their hands and walk with you. And as human family, that's for each of us to do. Um, the unresolved issues of our, uh, our family life become international issues. And I think each of us in our own way through the transformation of aggression and our willingness to be more kind and compassionate and also to understand the mechanism of illusion, manipulation, and to to sit in a state of awakened awareness energizes others to recall that we can move as awakened beings. And when I was very young, I would think, why don't my grandparents get angry about these things? Because we experienced racism, land being stolen, and uh, they would say, well, just surround it and surround them with love. So do you allow yourself to be made small by the thought form of destruction? Or do you surround it with love? When you do not fight it, it dissolves. This I've seen in small matters, and I I uh, energize it being revealed in large matters as well. Thank you so much. We have a uh, raised hand in Missouri. I'm going to unmute you. Go Hello. ahead. Hello, Jennifer. It's Kristen. Oh. Hey, Venerable. I just wanted to thank you so much. I don't know if I have a question. If nothing else, just a, a great thank you for your share, and I've always been moved, I think, with your being a Cherokee, and um, I've just been struggling with, you know, finding my relationship to spirit, and I was sitting outside tonight listening to your talk in the back deck, and the sun was setting, and the leaves were just going in the trees, and I've always, my whole life, I've never felt a relationship to God, per se, but I've always had this special relationship with nature, and I, I sometimes get so crazy into my life that I forget how much peace I feel. And so tonight, as you were talking, 
um, just about the reverence for the trees and everything. And I just, and I, I guess because I'm trying so hard to like listen to angels and all these things, and, and they just don't seem to fit. But I was sitting here tonight, going, "This is home. This is my, this is my peace. This is my home. I love being outside. I love the wind. I love." just the sound of nature and the birds and right now you can maybe hear them in the background the crickets are just loud 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 in my backpack and you know just thank you for helping me remember that you know that the spirit is there's lots of forms that we connect with that and for me you know i think nature is is where mine is right now and and i just so appreciate you know, you sharing that, and and about the oneness with everything. I I've been doing a lot of work on the deepest desire of my heart stuff, and kind of like what you were talking about. What is our soul's intention? You know, what is what is our meaning and purpose? And mine just over and over gets back to connection. And you talked about clan and community. And I never had that in my life. And it's like there's just this desperate need in my soul to find connection with God, with earth, with people. And, you know, it's like this huge risk for me to be involved with Masterful Living and just, you know, really putting my heart out. But I just, you guys, you you and Jennifer both give me so much hope because you guys are living it. And you do share the benefit and share your love with everybody. And it just, I am so, so incredibly grateful. I just want to say thank you to both of you. Well, you're welcome. And you know you have a direct connection with the breeze and the crickets. Yeah, it's wonderful. And you are part of a community. And the more you settle into your heart, that community of awareness is revealed within you. Yeah. Well, I'm starting to feel more peace. I, You know, it's just it's a commitment to doing it, to being, you know, like you do. You talked about the contemplation and the practice. And I'm realizing that the only way that I'm going to develop a relationship with my higher self is i got to spend time with it. You know, kind of like how do you relate <laughs> to people? How do you make friends? You spend time with them. And yes. so it's this new concept for me. It's like, oh, wow, there is this other part of me, but i gotta, I got to spend time with me. And um, so being in nature, for some reason, just seems a natural place for me to feel at peace with myself and with the world and the universe. And, you know, I just tonight really reminded me of that. And um, I just really appreciate you sharing that because it helps me remember maybe that's where I need to go on the days I'm just feeling lost and disconnected with source. If I can go outside and watch the leaves and the, just the sound of wind rustling through the trees or something about that that's just so peaceful and soothing to me, and maybe that's where I need to go. How you know? wonderful. Yes, yeah. you've got an answer right from yourself. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Kristen. All right. So, Venerable, we have uh, a question here. Who uh, uh, Someone asks you, Lasting transformation is my question. For example, the heart feeling alone and offering that to the fire. My experience is that I continually have to readdress this. Please guide me to the truth. Is it that my spiritual practice is in lack? What ego tells me is it won't happen? 
not deserving. I know I deserve to sing my song. I notice I can be very reactive. So, uh, in her heart... How wonderful that you're able to see some of the illusionary thought forms that wish to feed on you. You see them, thought forms, reactions, and you continue to explore. There is no lack. There is wisdom arising, and that wisdom, it shakes away the old concepts which would like to stay. No battle, just acknowledge I have the gift of life. I have intelligence. I am worthy. All of these molecules, these atoms, these subatomic particles have coalesced to explore with me this dance of my body-mind. Is clear? Yes, beautiful. Thank you. I love that. And we have uh, Christine uh, raising her hand here in uh, Alhambra. Go ahead. Um, hi. I, I had a couple questions that you may not have time, so I'll just give the first one that um, uh, I'm asking about, I'm wondering about. Um, you mentioned about activating lasting transformation that supports awakening through purifying the speech and sound and the impact of sound on the DNA. And um, it sounded like you said mainly like through prayers of appreciation and affirmation. Is there other sound, um, and this sounds like, I mean, is it related to like what you were talking about, the Russian um, neurophysicist that talked about the effect of the vibrational um, behavior of DNA? Is there other sound? Um, yes. The yeah. first step is also understanding your background mental chatter. And so taking a fast from stinking thinking. Okay. So so that any time a thought arises of that's disparaging, replace it with the ideal. And they're called solfalgio notes. They're music based on a uh her more harmonic scale, and uh, there is uh, healing music that is being written, and you can actually hear the, I I hope I'm pronouncing it right, solfaggio. Oh, okay. I, I know what you mean. S-O-L-F-A-G-G-I-O or something like that. Sol-F-O-L-Sol, I think I know what you're saying. So you can search and you can actually hear some of those sounds online and better um, to buy a CD and to to listen to those sounds. They are uh, fine retuning. And also the sound of uh, waterfalls, the sound of the wind, the sounds of the cricket for woodland people is really big medicine. 
Okay. Um, and then also you mentioned about um, the amethyst and um, somehow using it while we were doing some exercises. I <clears throat> wasn't quite clear about what, what you meant or how. Yes. Yes, the color purple, I re it was also the color of the peacemaker. Um, and amethyst has been known uh, through recent time as an antidote because it very quickly um, breaks the adhesions of thought forms. And in the past, it was thought to be an antidote to drunkenness. In the present, it is known to be uh, a quickening of the inner eye's more clear perception. And so to wear an amethyst pendant and uh, to also contemplate uh, the crystal with it being held in front of a candle, and as you contemplate that amethyst, also contemplate your wisdom arising and the uh, appearance of illusion, separation from that wisdom, is also burned away. So, example... And, and this is common in uh, many parts of the world. Uh, many women think they are, uh, well, many humans think they are not good enough to accomplish this or that. And so as you're holding the amethyst in front of the candle, observing any such thought arising, you see it dissolve, and it is replaced with the understanding that Mother Wisdom is your natural state. Oh. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, if, if you have, like, a, a quick moment, you, I think you mentioned you were talking about your hand and the five fingers and the thumb was a spiritual relationship and practice. Did you mention what the other four were? Not really. <laughs> so <laughs> that your index finger is your... Uh, relationship with your family, clan, your co-workers, and then your uh, the finger of Saturn, your middle finger. It is the creative potential, the wisdom potential that can become skill or your direct intuition. And then the fourth finger, often known as the finger of Apollo, the finger of the sun, is the expression of your intelligence and your creative ability. And then the, the small finger, the pinky, it is the legacy, the tracks, the, good, the lessons you've learned that you may share with others and leave behind as good tracks for others to find their way. So could we, like, hold one of those fingers and contemplate that particular aspect of it for further? Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Beautiful questions. 
All right. Well, we're at time here, and uh, I am going to um, turn it over to you, I guess, and then um, invite Anne to do the long life prayer. May the wisdom potential in each of us flourish and grow. May each one recall their natural state as luminosity. Where there have been tears shed, may they become tears of joy. Where there has been hunger, let there be abundance and the the nurturing of the wisdom heart in every being where there has been the sound of dissonance may there arise melodic harmonies of resolution may all beings have happiness wado wado and emanation of rainbow light dharma wisdom three fires bright Guard upon the beauty road, calling all to see. Crystal reflection, boundless compassion, caller of four winds, wise grandparents, seven sisters. May your mission be accomplished. May we assist you in the light. May you receive many blessings and live a long, good life. We thank you, Dahani Oahu, gift to the people, great mystery. Great Lady of the Buddha families, who holds the secret Vajrayana in the lotus grove of the teachings of the practice lineage. You are the glory of the Buddha's teachings and of sentient beings. Blessed of the Vajradakini, may your life, Dhani Oahu, ever remain firm and long. Thank you. <laughs> And a good night to each of you. Thank you so much, Venerable. Good night, everyone.